Welcome to a new episode of our MBSE podcast. Today's episode comes again from our series on um, MBSE tools. And we're not looking at a standard SysML modeling tool, but at the inquiry suite from Inquiry Labs. Uh, we will talk about the tool in the first part of the episode and look at it in a demo in the second part. So for all your only listeners, it means that the second part might be difficult to follow the podcast without the video. Uh, today we have two great guests with us, Istvan from Inquiry and Enrique from Zuken. So let's start with the introduction. So please introduce yourself. Let's start with Istvan. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me and having us today. I really appreciate that. Um, my name is Ishtar Rat. I'm the CEO of Inquiry Labs. Um, uh, the digital threat analytics company, as we now uh, call it nowadays, but many of our listeners maybe know us from the MBSE world as a provider for customized uh, tool solutions uh, around various MBSE tools and tool chains and SysML in general. And obviously, I'm here today to talk about our flagship product, the Inquiry Suite. All right. I am Enrique Krzmalnik. I think that might be the first time many of you have actually heard me pronounce my last name. I usually just go by Enrique. Um, I'm currently the COO of Vitech. Vitech is a company that was acquired by Zuken in August of 2019. And I think many of the listeners might be familiar with Vitech as being the originators and developers of Core, um, which has now been succeeded by Genesis, which is the new modeling platform from Vitech. And uh, of course, I know Tim and Christian and Ishvan from my previous role as CTO of Nomagic. So I'm very excited to be here, um, excited to be talking about MBSE, and excited to be showing some of the work that uh, Ishvan and I have been working together, uh, working on together for the last six months or so. Yeah, great. Very nice to have two so, yeah, so to say, long-term experts on MVC here on the podcast. Um, yeah, as we already discovered, you're from two different companies and um, maybe you can tell our listeners um, what, what's the relationship between Inquiry and Zukin or Vitek. Sure. Well, I think that's a great place to start. Um, so as I mentioned, Zukin acquired Vitek in 2019. And Zukin, for those of you who don't know, is an international company headquartered in Yokohama, Japan, known for its ECAD tools, specifically around PC board design, wire harness, etc. And Zukin realized a while back that it was important to start moving upstream. Couldn't continue to just be a detailed design company focused on electrical and, and electronic design. Um, the correlation and the connection between ECAD electrical design and uh, MBSE specifically because so many complex systems today are dependent on electrical, electronic execution of behaviors and software that's uh, deployed through ECUs. They're inextricably connected, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to move upstream to the architecture and that top-down design was very important to Zukin, hence the acquisition. So there are really two dimensions to, to the work that's, that's been done. Um, Zukin sees the, the streamlining of that transition from architecture to detailed design as a critical enabler for successful development of products. Mm -hmm. Right now, as we know, uh, MBSC and systems engineering, unfortunately, function as a silo in many cases. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's problematic. It's problematic for organizations because they can't really realize the, the potential ROI that MBA, and not just MBSC, but the whole digitalization, the whole transformation can deliver. Um, so one aspect is this streamlining of that transition from architecture to detailed design. But the second aspect of this is, and this is really driven by, by Vitek, is a belief that it is open and connected ecosystems that need to drive these digital engineering strategies and these digital engineering platforms. Um, smaller companies like Inquiry Labs 
are companies that often drive a lot of the innovation in industries. And we as Zucan, we as Vitec, want to help enable that. Um, we see these collaborative partnerships as really bringing new ideas and new technologies to the market. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these providing these open, connected, vendor neutral, and I, you know, it's hard to say vendor neutral because, as you know, it's hard to support everything out there, but as vendor neutral as one can be. You know, the idea being that we want companies to be able to select their tool chain, find the tools that they believe are best of breed and that best fit their needs, and build that digital solution on those tools. Um, so the partnership was, was really a natural, and uh, the conversations have been very natural, and they were driven really by this lightweight bridge that Zucan developed to connect Genesis to the the wire harness tool. And having had, you know, a, a previous relationship with, with Ishvan and, and his company, um, I saw them as being a a partner that could really help tie this together for us. Mm-hmm. So I know it was a long answer, but I think there was a lot to, to share in that. Absolutely. So the, the, the lightweight bridge between E3 and uh, Genesis, the lightweight bridge is a part of the inquiry suite then? Is no, it is not part of the, it's not ah. part of the inquiry suite. <laughs> it is actually a product that is, um, that has been developed and is marketed by Zook in US. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and where come the inquiry suite then into the game? So the inquiry suite is a layer that sits on top of that. So the bridge itself, what it does is it exposes a design envelope. You can mm -hmm. think of this as, you know, the, the information needed by the electrical engineer to do their job. So we mm -hmm. provide in this design envelope, you know, diagrams, requirements, um, verification requirements, test configurations, all done through a viewpoint. So the, the systems engineer um, doesn't have to do anything that special other than, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make this analogous to, to the SysML world. It's basically adding some stereotypes, right? So mm -hmm. you, 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 um, you make sure as a systems engineer that you indicate what signals are electrical signals, what components are electrical components are participating in an electrical system. Mm -hmm. um, so, so basically just like stereotyping. And through this process, we're able to extract this viewpoint that is then consumed by the electrical engineer and is used to prime that initial electrical design. Mm -hmm. In the process of priming that design and bringing information over from Genesis into E3, we begin to create that traceability, that, that connection, mm -hmm. right? But that wasn't enough, right? That's only part of the process. Mm -hmm. We have to ensure that what's brought over is then worked on in a way that, that delivers a complete design because we can't bring a detailed design over when, in, in its entirety when we're doing something that's at a high abstract level, right? We're only providing guidance and knowledge and specifications for what needs to be done, but there's still a lot of work that the electrical engineer has to do. Mm -hmm. So the idea behind this is to make sure that as the electrical engineer does it, does his or her job, as they are iterating on this, that we have a way to automatically check the, the quality of the model and make sure that that what is defined in that specification is reflected in the detailed design, right? If a component exists in the architecture, it should exist in the detailed design. If there's a connection, it should exist. If there's a signal, it should be allocated to some sort of wire somewhere, mm -hmm. right? So we run all of these checks to ensure that what we've specified is complete and consistent and correct mm -hmm. on the you detailed design side. Iterating, that means this bridge works in both directions, so it's not only that you push information from Genesis to E3, but also in the other direction? There is information that goes in the other direction. Mm -hmm. um, so the electrical engineer is able to provide feedback 
for example, on, on requirements and verification testing mm -hmm. that would go back to the model. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a good point, Tim, because one mm -hmm. of the one of the problems we have today is not just that this process of transitioning from architecture to detailed design is is disconnected. Mm -hmm. As a result of that, the model yeah. becomes irrelevant, right? The, the model doesn't matter anymore. And the detailed design continues to evolve mm -hmm. without any reference back to the original architecture. So this gives a way to bring that back, that feedback back into the model. So yes, it is actually, it, it is actually a two-way connection. Mm -hmm. And I guess uh, electronics and software are also tightly connected very often. And I saw that Inquiry Suite also offers ALM uh, connectors and so on. So I think we will see some more information now in, in the demo. So you prepared something for us. Yes, actually, that's the plan. So so um, actually, the, the this integration with, with Zook and uh, E3 and, and Vitek Genesis is something that we covered uh, in some talks uh, earlier this year. Uh, first, I think, at the Western States Regional Conference and then later at the Models Industry Tax. And uh, obviously, I'm going to show you the, the the, the relevant part of the demos today, but for today, we prepared uh, an, an extended, significantly extended demonstration that showcases some other uh, capabilities of the inquiry suite and puts, you know, some of the things that you may have seen earlier into a bigger and broader context. Uh, uh, actually, we're going to to be using uh, a different set of tools uh, for for that part, uh, focusing on uh, SysML and and requirements management in in uh, Jira. So. Yes, the demo is going to be much more than what you have seen previously. Dean, if you were wondering how committed Zook and Vitek are to open ecosystems, there you go, right? We're, we're going to be... <laughs> the, the core of the demonstration today will actually be with, with other tools, and I think that's great because, mm -hmm. you know, environments aren't completely homogeneous today. Yeah. Right? So we, we need to provide rich connectivity and foundations for organizations to build these digital ecosystems. Mm -hmm. And uh, Istvan, you, you mentioned in the beginning that uh, inquiry is, is the digital threat company. I think you named it like that. Yes. And the, the term digital threat is used very often and very differently. So what, what's the digital threat for, for you? And uh, I um, I think I use the term digital thread analytics, which is something uh, a little bit more specific than just the digital thread, ah, obviously. Yeah. The digital thread, I think, is, is uh, probably a term that is more used in the US uh, rather than over here in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's basically, to me, expresses the idea that uh, all the engineering data that we all work with in various processes is not, you know, a collection of isolated uh, artifacts, uh, uh, you know, that, that are somehow uh, just connected uh, loosely in our heads uh, some way, right? But mm -hmm. uh, they should be part of the digital thread, something that is tangible in technological terms that, that actually provides this end-to-end -end traceability across all the different artifacts that need to be connected in an engineering process for the purpose of uh, you know, providing navigability, going from tool to tool in a seamless way, integrating the tools to each other, being able to generate at least part of the documentation, which is very important, especially in safety critical design processes, mm -hmm. and also helping onboard uh, new engineers uh, to an organization, which is a very important added value, I think, of, of modern tools, especially that, uh, you know, these very complex engineering disciplines become more accessible. So this is the digital thread part of the mm -hmm. answer. And what our technology can provide as an added value to all of this is the analytics part, right? And of course, nowadays, it, uh, data analytics and data science in general are extremely popular and have an extremely high impact both industrially and academically. And we want to, what, what we want to achieve with our tool is to bring the results of all of the uh, these uh, uh, these uh, innovations to the digital engineering domain, to engineers, and, uh, team leads, and um, architects to take advantage of uh, powerful capabilities for the purpose of quality assurance, maintaining the quality of the model of model, uh, in the digital thread, 
and also mm-hmm. for facilitating automated tool integration and many other interesting features. Mm-hmm. So this is what we envision as to be the future of, of engineering tools. So a little bit like, like the compiler of the, the engineering data then. No? I think that's, that's often missing in, in MBSE, like you create models, uh, but nobody really checks if, it, if, if it really works. No? So it's like programming without running the compiler. Yes, yes, you could, you could, you could use this analogy. I think that's a good one. Okay. And um, is is your tool then? I think we will see that later in the in the demo. But is is your tool uh, visible for the engineer, or is it something that works in the background? Uh, of course, I have to actually things and so. But but if I work with an MBSE tool with, with Genesis and with E three, have I also worked with uh, Inkberry Suite? So I have three mm-hmm. tools then. Yes, the answer to this question, uh, as with all good questions, is a yes and a no at the same time, depending <laughs> on your context. Yeah. So originally, originally, where, where we started this, uh, you know, developing this product, it was originally intended to be something which is in the background. So something mm-hmm. that is not necessarily visible directly to the end user, to the systems mm-hmm. engineer, but as a service to a tool vendor or a tool integrator uh, mm-hmm. inside an organization to 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 provide uh, additional value added uh, services on top uh, right uh, maybe for the purpose of integrating certain tools together or adding very desirable features to to popular modeling platforms such as the ability of being able to search uh, inside the teamwork cloud repository for example right so this was mm-hmm. the original idea mm-hmm. but once we once we started building this and talking to tool vendors and, and potential customers we realized that there is actually quite tangible and high demand on the customer side for directly integrating and, and interacting with such features. Uh, mostly because, uh, you know, as um, there is a large uh, degree of heterogeneity uh, among the tools that are used in organizations, there's a desire in every organization to try to own, actually own, uh, their, their data rather than having it just inside uh, various engineering tools and able to do uh, with it things that the original vendors have never even imagined that would be meaningful and useful to the end user, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why what we what we started doing about two years ago is to to develop the inquiry suite into not just an enabler technology or a kind of a middleware, but also an end user product that can cater mm-hmm. to various audiences, originally uh, expert audiences, so people who not just understand the modeling and MBSE, but also can write a database query, for example. Mm-hmm. But as you will see in the demo, gradually, as we progress with the development of this product, we are more and more approaching the level that we can provide value-added and easy-to-use features out of the box, essentially, for systems engineers or people who mm. are in charge of reviewing the work and integrating the work of systems engineers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering uh, why there was no PLM tool on the list of your connectors right now. Maybe you already have uh, connectors for in, in, in the case of, of some customers, um, but you are really focusing at the moment. So that's my point of view on mm-hmm. systems engineering uh, as a single domain, and then uh, now the step in in direction to uh, EDA, ECAT, and ALM. Yeah, yeah. So, so Inquiry Suite is a very new product. In fact, uh, I would say that that uh, that uh, it's uh, um, it's it's at, at its current stage, it's it's still in a kind of a pilot uh, phase at, at the majority of our customers. But it's developed at a quite rapid pace, and uh, one of the one of the consequences of this is that the connectors that we offer are expanding also, uh, mm-hmm. basically from quarter to quarter. At the moment, I think we have connectors in five uh, categories: systems engineering tools, such as uh, Cameo, uh, and we are working on one for enterprise architect. Uh, the second one is uh, uh, actually, I would say, AL and PLM tools, so the likes of uh, JAMA, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, Acra can be as as a, such a tool in in a way, and we are working on a connector to tools like Polarion, for example. Mm-hmm. The third one is a documentation platform like 
confluence or open MBE in a certain way. I think it can be regarded as well, you know, with the view editor and stuff like that. And uh, Jupyter, of course. The fourth one is uh, simulation tools like mm -hmm. Modellon, which is a very nice modern uh, web-based tool for working with uh, Modelica simulations. Mm -hmm. And the fifth one at the moment on our focus is ECAD. And, and this also ties back into your first question, which I wanted to uh, reflect on why the partnership with Vitek and Zilkan is of particular interest to us. And the reason for this is that we have found that ECAD is actually one of the most frequently used uh, tools together with MBSE, at, at least looking at our customer base. Mm -hmm. And there is actually a quite uh, uh, tangible uh, uh, demand for, for integrating ECAD tools better with MBSE tools, because MBSE tools, to my surprise, Actually, I'm, I'm coming, you know, originally from the model-driven software engineering world, as, as many of my, my colleagues may know, is that MBSC tools are actually used for hardware design quite, quite substantially. So, so that's the reason why we are particularly interested in, in ECAD as well. Mm -hmm. mm, interesting. I think you mentioned, or uh, I saw on your website, that uh, the, the inquiry suite creates an, a knowledge graph. So. So the, the digital thread is, is stored in a knowledge graph. So what actually is, is stored in an inquiry suite? If we have E3, there's the, the ECAT stuff, and Genesis mm -hmm. has the MBSE stuff. And what is stored yeah. in an in inquiry then? Yeah, so the fundamental idea of, of at least in our case, our approach to, to managing the digital thread in this knowledge graph is that, that, uh, that uh, we don't intend to replace any of the engineering tools. Rather, we want to mm -hmm. augment them, right? So mm -hmm. the users work as, as they be, uh, did before with whatever tools they want uh, to work with or, or whatever tools they, they have already available. But using our connectors, the data can be, um, let's say, um, extracted from these engineering tools in mm -hmm. a scalable way. Very important, I think, this to this unified and, and the common uh, representation, which we call the knowledge graph. And conceptually, this is really a graph-like picture. Uh, maybe in technical terms, I would even call it a property graph, you know, so nodes and edges and attributes and whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is then stored um, in our own uh, database, actually collection of databases at the same time, because the, the unique uh, let's say design principle of the inquiry suite is what I call redundancy by design, which means that we not only store this data in one particular format, but actually three or four or even more depending mm -hmm. on the use cases, because what we have found is that in, um, in reality, the, what you actually want to do with this data, whether you want to use it for numerical analysis purposes or tool integration purposes or just validation purposes, is a different kind of representation which can provide the optimal performance and scalability for that scenario. So that's why the inquiry suite is really, technically speaking, an EPL engine of some of some sort, so an extract, transform, and load, which is able to to use this engineering data that is coming from these tools and put it into various scalable cloud-ready backend storages, and then do interesting things on 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 top of these. Uh, uh, these representations um, and and at mm -hmm. its core, the inquiry suite also provides a set of APIs, open APIs. In fact, you know, accessible through REST uh, tool interfaces with open uh, web tools to access uh, the contents of the knowledge graph, traverse and process the contents of the knowledge graph, and also you know do interesting things with that. So run queries on it, or run analyses on it or, mm -hmm. or um, basically uh, other things as well. So this is the core core engine of the technology. Mm -hmm. yeah, but those interesting things are important. Right? Yes, it's the, it's the interesting things which, which the users will then find useful, not just you know, being able to access the data, even though mm -hmm. I think from, a, from an organization's point of view or, or someone who is working inside an organization on managing and integrating a tool chain, even just the fact to be able to to access the data, which was previously only uh, possible in a, in, a, in a proprietary, I think it's very well in, in many cases. Mm. 
Uh, Enrique, maybe another question for you. So uh, many people are connecting the company of Vitek to the name of David Long. So what did David say to, to this corporation and, and to the, the all this software stuff you are doing now? Well, you know, David is, is very committed to this concept of an open ecosystem and really believes that, you know, we need to break out of this scenario where systems engineering has been so siloed for mm -hmm. so many years. Um, so, you know, we talk about this regularly, obviously, over the last two months um, <laughs> since I joined Vitech. But mm. he's he, he very much uh, likes what he has seen with this um, because it does add that that layer of, of semantic richness and to, to the full digital threat, right? It's not just about creating these links anymore. It's not just about knowing what the relation, that the relationship exists. It's about understanding what's inside of that relationship that's important. And we know as a company, we can't solve everyone's problem by ourselves, mm -hmm. right? We're really good at that that behavioral description we're really good at the upper left side of the v we're really good at that stuff we don't claim to be nor do we want to be a plm company or a digital threat analytics company but we want what we want to do is provide that connectivity and expose the data that's needed mm -hmm. so that companies like inquiry labs and other partners can leverage that so we can really provide the solutions that people are looking for in the market. So could you also say um, through a tool like Inquiry uh, Labs, uh, you can, or Inquiry Suite, um, you can really bring the systems engineering process, which tells us the ISO 15288 and so on, uh, to bring that really to life and to digitalize this one. I think that's a really good observation. Um, <laughs> and it, it's consistent with a lot of the conversations that we have internally, um, you know, at, at Zuka and at Vitech, and conversations we've had with, with Ishtbun, that this is about the process. It's about the engineering process. It's about the workflow. Mm -hmm. We have to consider who needs to consume data where. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're too focused sometimes on, on the technology as you know, and not focused enough on really enabling the work. And at the end of the day, it's the work that gets these products done. Mm -hmm. um, so bringing that to life, I think, is a really astute observation. Can we use that for our marketing? Are you okay with that? <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if you connect many models and tools, I think you it's important for you to rely on some some standards. So, are there some standards uh, used by Inquiry, or is your tool independent? Yes, of yes, of course, of course. So, so uh, there are. I think that the standards that we rely on are basically on two levels. Uh, we rely on a lot of technical standards, which are not uh, necessarily uh, uh, you know the URA standards, but maybe de facto standards in the web-based engineering world, you know, such as. Uh, you know, Swagger and OpenAPI and, and many other uh, related uh, things like mm -hmm. OIDC, so OpenID Connect, for mm -hmm. example, which is the way that you authenticate and authorize yourself when you log into the inquiry suite. Mm -hmm. But we also make extensive use of, of OMG standards, for example, for enabling various systems engineering use cases, right? So we have obviously a, a quite high level of support for UML, SysML, mm -hmm. um, and, and all the, the various domain-specific profiles uh, uh, based on these languages, you know, like the application frameworks and, and which are relevant in BOD contexts, uh, for instance. And of course, um, one of the one of the core features of the, the inquiry model analyzer, which is a solution uh, as a part of the inquiry suite, is to 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 be able to perform scalable, you know, syntactic and and and, and uh, structural validation of system models, for example, against mm -hmm. The, the these rules which are included in this uh, standard so that's basically one of the core features mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of the features um we have 
already talked for around 30 minutes so um, oh, yeah. let's let's have a look at, in, into the tool oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i really didn't see it uh yeah i also know only some some uh, screenshots from the website and, and, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cons consider it an early christmas gift <laughs> <laughs> Ishvan, you are muted. Yeah, I know, I know. So we should start with the original. <laughs> I we should start with the original example, like the first one, this this uh, E3 Genesis connector, and I will let Enrique narrate this one. Yeah. So you know, as I mentioned earlier, that transition from from architecture to detailed design is very painful for most organizations. Um, over the last six years, as I've worked with different companies, I've seen many companies show a lot of success and a lot of um, maturity in that upper left part of the V. But moving down to that detailed design is is a very painful process for most of the organizations I've I've engaged with over the last six years. Mm -hmm. So if we want to move to the next slide. So this is a quick video that is showing Genesis. It's a simple drone model. And as we in introspect this model, we will see that it's very simple. It's just an example. It has two components, you know, a link and an item or a signal that's being sent across that link. There are also these, these two components have, have types assigned to them. So power electronics and type ECU. And that signal that we referenced earlier, there are actually two signals, battery voltage positive and negative. So now what we're looking at is E3. This is the actual wire harness tool. And that little box that popped up is the interface for the connector. So the electrical engineer actually browses the model repository directly, finds the part of the project they're looking for, and actually loads it straight into the topology diagram where we already have an existing mechanical drawing, right? So now the electrical engineer can start doing their work, laying out components. And where you see that dashed line, that means that there's there's a, a signal, but nothing defined yet to carry it. So the electrical engineer starts to create that. And now what you're going to see is that two-way link where we are actually going to cross-check that, that component we saw in the model mm -hmm is that wire in the diagram. So it's just a simple example to show how we bring that over, um, how simple it is. It is designed primarily for the electrical engineer. What you didn't see in there, native uh, right now, is that all of the information related to, to requirements and other diagrams that help the engineer understand the context of what they're working mm -hmm. in, that's included in this design envelope that's provided. Um, so of so, course, this is a first gen, first so generation the, the, of that. The electrical engineer can access the, the requirements that are connected to the uh, uh, system element. Or it wasn't, wasn't system element, it was uh, the white core language. Right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. They, they can see all the requirements that are related to the, the elements needed mm -hmm. To realize their design. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Okay, so maybe I will take over for this uh, particular slide sure. because this is a this is not a demo yet. It's just a screenshot. And you will see similar ones in the demo later on. Mm -hmm. So, so the the thing that we uh, developed in connection with this connector is is a is an analysis uh, uh, let's say rule set that you can run in the inquiry model analyzer. Uh, which is uh, useful for doing something that we call the so-called 3C analysis. 3C stands for correctness, completeness, and consistency. And this uh, kind of analysis over the digital thread is special because it doesn't look into one particular artifact only. So it doesn't just look into the Vitec systems engineering model or the E3 ECAD model, but it looks into the combination of these models. So it looks, looks at both of them at the same time and also between the traceability links of these models, which is created by this uh, Genesis E3 connector. And what it looks for is uh, whether uh, during this transition phase, the engineer 
engineering team uh, could maintain the correctness, completeness, consistency of the mapping. Obviously, the correctness and the, the completeness is more down to the automated connector in this sense. So when we run this analysis, what we will see is that the completeness is pretty good, meaning that a large part of the original systems engineering model uh, as captured in, in Genesis was actually successfully mapped or represented on the ECAT side. It's not complete because as you could see in the demonstration, the engineer actually uh, checked the tick mark uh, unselecting uh, one particular uh, component from the original model and that's why we only have a partial uh, 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 mapping here but what is more interesting i think uh, from analysis point of view is that it reports uh, inconsistencies on the electrical engineering side the reason for these inconsistencies are that there are things that are not present actually in the systems engineering model and it cannot be processed and, and created by this connector automatically, which is essentially related to uh, the wiring information that is specific to the electrical engineering domain. So the, the corresponding findings, rule findings, which you see on the right side of the screenshot, um, tell the electrical engineers that you need to look into your ECAD model because there is work to be done to create wiring information so that your electrical engineering design model become consistent with the high level information transfer that is expressed on the systems engineering side okay mm -hmm. so this is the the basic added value of the 3c analysis over such a transitionary scenario that we can make the electrical engineer aware that what they are working on, what they have in their own workspace is not consistent with an upstream artifact, the systems engineering model, okay? And this is possible without making the electrical engineer actually open, you know, uh, Vitec Genesis and have a look at the model themselves. This is the power of digital thread analytics, right? So, so um, basically propagating this very important quality-related information across an engineering tool team who work at different uh, stages of the real model. Mm -hmm. The next one is, again, uh, I think, for Enrique. I'll have to see if I remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens here is basically yeah. realizing this, the electrical engineer oh, yeah. then needs to create the yeah. wiring diagram. Yeah so, yeah, so it's taking the information that was primed into, the, into E3, and now the detailed work is starting to happen. Right. So now we're getting to the point where there's not just a connector and a, a harness, but now individual wires and pins. Right. Mm -hmm. So we need to know that that signal has a wire and that there are, there's an actual complete connector for it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, that's what we do on the detailed design side that isn't necessarily reflected in the higher level model. Right. In the higher level model, we know there's a link, but we don't necessarily know how many wires make up that connector or what the endpoints, what type of connector it is. Um, but we do have to make sure that if there's a critical signal or an item that needs to go across that signal path, that it is accounted for in a correct way and in a consistent way. Yes, and once this is done, once this is done, then uh, the electrical engineer, uh, you know, saves their work. Um, in some after some background uh, uh, processing you know the new uh, version of this electrical design is going to be um, pulled into this digital uh, uh, thread the, the knowledge graph we can then rerun the analysis and then find that because of what has been created in the previous sequence now there is one less uh, pair of rule violations so the overall quality of this model of models has been improved because this consistency problem or one let's say, uh, uh, instance of the consistency problems that existed between the high-level artifact and the detailed design artifact has been successfully uh, resolved. So this is a very basic, let's say, use case mm -hmm. or, or unit of work that the, the combination of the suit and the connector can power. And, and what, what, what this can be built into is basically a, a, a project management or a quality management dashboard, uh, uh, so to say, which is also uh, directly possible using the inquiry suite in various different ways that can actually act as a kind of a progress bar for mm -hmm. the complex engineering process, right? Because we can, we can turn these uh, reports into numbers that can mm -hmm. power charts, right? Uh, that correspond to, to what is the gap 
uh, you know, the validation yet that you have to close as part in preparing for a release, for example, of the design artifact. So this chart actually shows, you know, as the progress of work is, is going forward across various revisions in time, mm -hmm. because what is very important to know about our knowledge graph is that it's not just a snapshot of your engineering data, but it's it continuously evolves with your work because your work is usually maintained in a version control system like you know, Git or Teamwork Cloud or some other technology in the case of, of Zucan tools. And our connectors actually are version aware. So they not only retrieve snapshots uh, mm -hmm. of the engineering data, but metadata as well with versioning information, which allows us to do historical analysis as well, which is, which is basically what is happening here under the hood. Okay. So. Moving on in the demonstration, uh, this was the, 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 the initial part that we have shown previously. And now is the new part, which I have specifically prepared for today. And for today, uh, for the demonstrating the further capabilities of the inquiry suite, we are going to look at a similar scenario, but something which is happening, let's say one step higher in the V model. Again, a kind of a transitional scenario, but the one which happens between, let's say the high level requirements analysis uh, and the the you know system uh, level design and uh, the context of the demonstration is going to be a tool chain on the one hand that is consisting of you know um, Camel collaborator Camel systems modeler and Timber Cloud uh, the tool chain uh, from the Magic or so which is I think very well known in the community and very well respected and uh, in combination with these systems engineering tools we are going to be using Confluence for the purpose of documentation management and maintaining the overall, let's say, knowledge base of the engineering team and the engineering process. We are going to be using JIRA as a lightweight requirements management tool uh, on the one hand and on the other hand also for the purpose of uh, managing the engineering process itself, mm -hmm. so tracking, uh, tracking tasks um, in, in, in JIRA. And we are going to connect these set of tools together using the capabilities of the inquiry suite for the purpose of checking and quality uh, analyzing uh, the various artifacts which are found in this uh, uh, process and also on the other hand performing another kind of pre-c analysis looking at the quality of model of models as we cross uh, tool boundaries okay mm -hmm. so the first demo sequence is just uh, for you to show and get familiar with the context of the example for this particular demonstration we are going to use the forest fire detection system which is a very nicely elaborated systems engineering example uh, you know incorporating many different aspects of uh, sysml as a language including you know uh, component level design requirements uh, many other things uh, including very nicely made diagrams uh, i think this is uh, something which is a really good examples for demonstrating the power of MBSE and MBSE-related tools as well. Here you can see this model in Camel Collaborator, which is basically uh, a web-based platform for showcasing the contents of a SysML model as an interactive and structured document that you can browse and navigate uh, along, uh, you know, the, the standard uh, web-based uh, user interfaces. And um, um, you know, uh, this model has got a lot of different types of documents and, and diagrams as well, uh, blog diagrams, uh, use case diagrams, uh, many other things which are going to play an interesting role in uh, our mm -hmm. demonstration today. In addition uh, to this, uh, as you could see, we had uh, the, some documents in Confluence uh, here on this uh, tab, but we also have a Jira uh, project set up. You know, Jira is also an Atlassian tool. Uh, that you can use uh, to manage uh, issues and, and essentially these issues can either be uh, corresponding to tasks that we have to follow on, on on our modeling project as well as requirements actually you can you can use Jira for the purpose of uh, enumerating that so basically uh, this is the starting point for the context of the demonstration for today and first i'm going to show you how these tools are actually then pulled into this knowledge graph representation this is done through the inquiry servers workspace manager which is with what we are going to engage as you can see in this demonstration basically almost all the tools of the inquiry suite are web-based tools so that's the reason why we see all the interaction happening in the browser window here 
on this interface, you see the workspace manager. On the left side, we can see the various data sources uh, that are configured in this particular installation. So as you can see, we can access our Confluence, our Timber Cloud instances, and also the MMS is here, but we are not going to be using that for our demonstration today. And then the right is what we call the workspace. So that's actually the portion of the knowledge graph that our current user who's logged into the system can use and populate. And this is what our user is actually going to do now. So we are going to navigate to the forest fire demonstration as it's stored on Timber Cloud. We are going to select a particular project on a branch in the particular region. So this is what I told that the connector is version aware. And we are just going to add it to the workspace very quickly. It's a matter of just a few seconds. It's uh, basically happening on the data processing in the background. And the same thing that we are going to uh, be doing for a JIRA project, uh, add to the workspace to have this representation uh, as part of the knowledge graph, as part of our uh, you know, digital thread. So it is very easy to, to pull in various parts of uh, you know, your engineering uh, data into the system. This is one way of doing this, the manual way, but it's also important to emphasize that we have a way of automating this, you know, that it happens automatically in the background mm -hmm. as revisions are checked in, for instance. Now, the first thing that I want to show to you is what if we just want to analyze one particular artifact in the digital thread? So not yet across two boundaries, but I just want to see if my sysml model is okay. Uh, for this purpose, we are going to be using um, this information flow integrity analysis, which is essentially uh, um, something that I think is also described in the standards, but in this particular sense, we ex uh, example, we extended it a little bit with some custom logic. It's an example of a well-formedness validation rule, right? So we are going to look for a condition uh, around the way information flows are modeled in the SysML model which can be a source of a problem. So if there is a presence, there is a match uh, uh, found by the analyzer, that means that that's actually a quality issue that we have to address on the systems engineering level. In order to do this, uh, the solution that we use in the inquiry suite is what we call the inquiry modelizer. We use an analyst branch to manage these automated validation analysis reports. It supports the standards that I already mentioned, such as SysML, UPD, and UAF as well as open source libraries, such as the SAIA Digital Engineering Validation Tool, which is a very nice set of rules for doing exactly the same thing. And it has got um, standalone web-based uh, user interface, as well as a very good integration with the Jupyter uh, ecosystem that is an open source uh, documentation management platform originating from the data analysis community. And what you are also going to be using in the demo is another solution that we call the Inquiry Model Viewer, which is a generic web-based visualization tool for looking at the contents of the knowledge graph as it is stored inside the Inquiry Suite. So in order to uh, use this feature, we are going to launch the model analyzer on this particular uh, artifact. We are going to uh, select this uh, custom flow integrity validation suite. Uh, which is documented in Confluence, as you could see in the previous example. So that's where the screenshot was from this, uh, this page. Describes to the systems engineer in detail what is the logic mm -hmm. that is being checked here and what's the relevance of such a rule. And if you have found a match in the analysis part, then how to resolve that match. And once the analysis is complete, you can see that we could run this analysis rather quickly, even if there is two, three hundred or even millions of model elements. You see a detailed uh, uh, report essentially that contains uh, how many instances we have found for violations of our particular validation rule. And for each violation, you get a detailed uh, table basically uh, mm -hmm. that tells the, the systems engineer very exactly in the model that problem resides. And uh, now we can actually navigate to that location using that link, opening uh, the model viewer focusing on that particular model element, right? Mm -hmm. This connector here. Mm -hmm. This is this is a SysML model that you see in this uh, screenshot. So this is what what you would actually see inside uh, Magic Draw or Cameo Systems Modeler or, team, uh, or Cameo Collaborator, which you will see in a moment. But we also see not just the structure of the model, you know, packages, classes, diagrams, connectors, properties, etc. But also here on the right side of the screen, you can see 
the various attribute values, for example, and on the cross references, which make up structure this model. Okay. So the model viewer is a generic uh, interface. It's it's customized in this case a little bit to SysML. So there are filters applied, for example, on the left side of the screen. But in general, the same kind of user uh, visualization applies to everything which is stored in the knowledge graph. So Jira, you know, Modelon, and all the other tools that we have connectors for can be visualized and open in the very same way, very quickly integrated. Um, into this uh, suite. Mm -hmm. And from here, this model viewer, it's also very easy to navigate back to the original tool from where the data came. Yeah. So from with one click of a button, we can go back to uh, Camel Collaborator, for example, mm -hmm. in this instance to see in original context, you know, where the, the rule violation is coming so from. So where in the SysML model, uh, it will need to be, uh, you know, fixed. A at this point, I think I will make a little bit of a break and ask if you have any questions related to all the things that I have shown so far. Oh, I think it was crystal clear so far and mm -hmm. straight on. Crystal clear. Straight Very on. Impressive. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's move on yeah. uh, because now I want to show you another capability that may be a little bit slower. So as you could see, the modelizer analyzer is not just capable of running built in uh, business logic. So these validation mm -hmm. and analysis rules. But it also gives the power of running custom rules, queries, essentially, obviously to a more advanced user. Okay. So in this case, mm -hmm. this is the functionality that we are going to show here. Um, I think we are going to, no, it's still the same. Sorry. So maybe this one is the best one. Yeah. So we are going to uh, run the model query part. Yes. Mm -hmm. And here, uh, there is obviously a, a couple of built-in uh, queries example. Uh, the ones that are related to uh, this custom flow analysis. In in, the, in this configuration of the query suite, there are three query languages that the user can select from, WeQL, SparkQL, and Elasticsearch. Mm -hmm. Elasticsearch is, uh, is, a, is a full text uh, engine uh, that has also some structural uh, constraint capabilities. It's very powerful in technology. Um, SparkQL is the standard query language uh, based on you know semantic uh, data structures and ontologies and uh, stuff like that and vql is very similar to sparkql but uh, but it's coming from a different community it's coming from the, the eclipse modeling community mm -hmm. and it's also a pattern based language so this particular rule that you have see here is uh, was defined in the vql language if you know there is interest i can talk about this but maybe we should focus more on the functionality so what we are going to do now as part of this demonstration is we are going to redefine uh, this query, which was written in the SparkQL language and redefine it into an Elasticsearch or a Lucene query uh, mm -hmm. to look for, um, let's say, things in the SysML model uh, that uh, have the string data and uh, something which uh, begins with the word uh, track uh, in, in their value. So this is what mm -hmm. this query is intended to mean. You can run such a query freely, as you could say, you can redefine it very easily and mm -hmm. you will get uh, results. And these results, again, are, mm -hmm. you know, corresponding to particular hits in the SysML model. So you can run a full text search on a SysML model. Uh, in this case, it will uh, give you a, a short uh, list of those elements uh, which are a hit to this query and also show you why, you know, it considers uh, this as a hit. This is what is shown on the right side of this uh, table. And again, even from this interface, it's very easy to navigate first to the model viewer uh, representation. And from the model viewer, again, you can go to the Camel Collaborator, or if you have that project open in your workspace to, to Camel Systems Modeler directly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this mm -hmm. uh, concludes, uh, let's say, the, the first part of the demonstration. Mm -hmm. And if we have some more time, mm -hmm. I can also show you how we can do the, the quality assurance across tool boundaries in the context of Jira and SysML. This is also very similar to what we've been doing with, uh, you know, Genesis and E3, uh, but with mm -hmm. a combination of different mm -hmm. tools. And of course, the 3C uh, challenge is also valid in this particular context as well. So um, if I use Jira uh, to, to, to uh, capture all the high level requirements that I need to process them further in the systems engineering design, it's obviously very important 
capability that I want to represent these requirements. I want to make sure that I get them all, so I have the correctness the checkbox dig. I want to make sure that they are mapped to correctly to properly type CSMS structure. And of course, I also want to make sure uh, looking more inside on the CSMS side, whether all the lower level requirements which I may have added on the CSMS side, whether they are properly traced back to these high level requirements. So this is exactly what we are going to create as a, mm -hmm. as a validation configuration. Mm -hmm. But what is an interesting twist uh, here that in this case, we are not going to rely on a bridge tool to pull in the requirements to the systems engineering uh, artifact. Uh, instead, uh, we are going to use the native tools, so Jira and MagicDraw, to establish traceability links across uh, these tool boundaries in a very easy to use and lightweight uh, way for the purpose mm -hmm. of using these traceability links to power this uh, completeness, correctness, and, and consistency analysis. So the question is how you create such lightweight traceability links. And you can do this actually from both directions, right? So uh, if you want to link, uh, let's say, uh, um, a CSML, uh, you know, issue to, a, 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 I mean, the Jira issue to a CSML model, you just have to essentially apply a special stereotype um, in your model, mm -hmm. as well as add uh, a tagged value and, and uh, of course, the uh, corresponding uh, value actually that will be a link uh, with the URL mm -hmm. to, the, to the Jira issue. So this is one way of establishing such a lightweight connection. The other way is the other direction. So what if I want to uh, establish a link from uh, Jira into a SysML artifact? I can do that one as well very easily. Uh, Hopefully, I'm showing the right one. So you can actually, um, you know, use the URL as you see in your mm -hmm. address bar, the browser address bar, mm -hmm. and then put this URL here on the Jira side, mm -hmm. like this, like a simple copy paste. Okay. And after you are done with these operations, this link is established. It doesn't matter really from our point of view whether you add the URL to the SysML model or you add the URL to the Jira issue it's going to be a logical link that is going to be used for the purpose of, of cross-domain analysis. And the cross-domain analysis in this scenario is going to happen on other kind of user interface of the model line analyzer, which is the Jupyter framework. Mm -hmm. I don't know to what degree you are familiar with Jupyter. It actually looks like a browser-based uh, programming environment, dare say almost, but it's actually more than a programming environment because it's actually a documentation creation environment as well. Mm -hmm. And the documents that you create in Jupyter consist of documentation parts. So things that you can format as a document and put in, you know, formatting and hyperlinks and images and things like this. But you can also put in code snippets originally in the Python language, but now mm -hmm. there is many more so-called language kernels available for Jupyter. Mm -hmm. So we have yeah, a we Python. Use, uh, we also use Jupyter for the SysML v2 pilot implementation. So. Yes, yes. So we provide mm -hmm. we provide an open source Python connectivity library for interacting mm -hmm. with the inquiry suite that you can very easily embed in a Jupyter notebook. Mm -hmm. And then using this Python connectivity library, you can actually take advantage of the API functionality that is exposed by the inquiry suite, right? So typically how such an analysis notebook looks like is that on the beginning, you have to set up the connection to the inquiry suite. So locate the API endpoint and provide your user credentials and things like this. And after this is done, then there are built-in widgets for selecting the particular, mm -hmm. uh, let's say, component of the digital thread that you want to work with. So the workspace, resource, branch, and revision. So in this case, to select the forest fire detection system. Mm -hmm. And once this is done, then we can use the, again, a built-in user uh, interface component for uh, configuring a so-called filter. So we are going to be using a package filter in this uh, particular uh, scenario, because we only are interested in the connectivity analysis in the context of one particular package. Mm. in the SysML model. I think this is a very frequently and often used feature by systems engineers because mm. you're not interested in things all over the model, just mm. in one particular package and on one particular epic in this uh, sense. Mm. And all the rest of the analysis notebook can be run fully automatically. And this notebook is going to create an interactively browsable HTML document for you 
based on the forest fire detection system. Mm -hmm. That contains this mapping information, this corresponding correspondence analysis information between the JIRA, um, let's say part of the, the knowledge graph and the SysML part of the knowledge graph. So as you can see here, you can you have a list of um, JIRA tasks that are correctly mapped to the systems engineering model. And you can also see a list of the JIRA tasks which are unmapped to the systems engineering model. So this is the fundamentals of the correctness analysis, things that you have already mm. done and things which are yet to be done. Of course, in Jupyter, you have access to nice visualization and plotting libraries that are able to generate nicely looking diagrams as well. This is all mm. accessible very easily mm. from this environment. And the, these Jupyter notebooks are actually files themselves that can be stored in a version control system, like a Git mm -hmm. repository. Mm -hmm. And we also have a connector that allows you to process a Jupyter notebook like a, a part of this digital trend analysis and the knowledge mm -hmm. graph. So you can actually turn this again on, uh, on its head and use our analysis capabilities to look inside mm -hmm. uh, Jupyter uh, notebooks. Okay. Yeah, so this is how this is how the oh. PC analysis looks like in this, this environment. Mm -hmm. Are pretty powerful so we mm -hmm. we also filled up a whole hour with with all this stuff that's <laughs> amazing great i have one question so um which role in an engineering project will typically use your tool is it the systems engineer the requirements engineer the electrical engineer or is there a special role that uh, the digital threat engineer that that works with the inquiry suite all, all of yes them. Yeah, all of them, all of them, but this role, this digital threat engineer in, in many of the organizations that we work with is called the model integrator. I don't know mm -hmm. if you have ever heard this term before. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm totally wrong, but, but they are called integrators. So they are the ones mm -hmm. who are actually responsible for, uh, you know, looking at or consuming more like the work of, of other stakeholders in the process systems engineers and other engineers and making sure that you know, there is a, there is a consistency among the work of those people. And it is this person who is, uh, I think the primary target audience of okay. these more advanced features of the, the suite. But of course, as you could see, uh, we also deliver out of the box validation logic that is, I think, very useful to systems engineers. Mm -hmm. And what I would like to emphasize again, is that all the tools that I have been showing to you today are web-based, right? Mm -hmm. So they work mm -hmm. fast loan fast, you can open up the TMT model or, or a model with millions of elements in your browser in a matter of seconds, instead mm -hmm. of, you know, having to go through the more traditional way of, of checking out projects and opening mm -hmm. them, which can take a lot longer. So the, the intention of us uh, with this kind of architecture is to empower the engineers and make these processes a lot faster and a lot more, you know, pleasant mm -hmm. and easy to use. Mm -hmm. All right. So you you have uh, still other stuff, Istvan, because uh, we are pretty a little bit over time right now. Yeah. No, no. This is this is this is all I wanted to show. Okay, today. great. Yeah, and, and you and you guys are at the end of your day. I still have meetings to go to. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. How much are you ahead? Uh, eight hours, nine hours, seven, seven. Okay, seven, seven hours. All right. Okay, so. So this happened during my lunch time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it was extremely interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah um, really, really nice stuff that you already mm -hmm. that you already can do, and and we already heard that uh, you will do even more in 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 near future. And uh, yeah, maybe we should talk a little bit. Uh, together uh, outside of the podcast because Sukan and Contact Software, so my employer, have a tight relationship yes. and uh, therefore maybe this could be a good uh, good, good start for it, for another demo. Could be, could be. Yeah. I would definitely uh, appreciate that. Guys, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, thank thank you. you guys for extending the invitation and, and having us here, giving us the opportunity. Absolutely. Um, hopefully as things get back to normal we'll be able to do more than just podcasts. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Uh, if we are very lucky, we see each other in December. Yep. Yep. At least well, I do have to, I do have to get on another call. 
So <laughs> okay, to, ah, to okay. say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, the right. Okay. okay. All right. Thank, <laughs> thank you so you, much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. Goodbye. Okay, so well, that's it. Well, then, um, <laughs> right and well then um do not forget trust us we are systems engineers goodbye bye bye, bye. thank you, thank you.